Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Smells Like Business, a podcast for anyone who wants to learn more about the current and future state of cannabis in Europe. Every episode, we talk to different business owners and cannabis specialists, making it easier for you to enter and better understand the cannabis industry. On this episode, we have the pleasure of having John Hedstrom, the founder of Hooligemp, as our guest. Last year, John left his old career in the world of logistics and moved to the beautiful Swedish countryside with his family to pursue his dream of becoming a hemp farmer. We discussed the challenges he faced at the beginning setting up the farm in Sweden, the importance of choosing the right hemp variety and knowing what you want to produce, as well as what the daily life of a hemp farmer looks like. We also discuss what you need to do in order to be as best prepared as possible if you are considering becoming a hemp farmer yourself. The best advice you can get is from someone who is out there doing it already. So, let's discuss hemp farming. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, Tom. Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm doing very well. We're in the middle of the harvesting season here, so I'm both uh, delighted and tired, but overall, I'm very good. And you, Tom, how about you? I am very well. Thank you, John. So, I remember when we spoke on the phone last week, you said you were very busy with the harvesting. How is that all going? So and so, I must say, because this is my first year as a hemp farmer and everything is new. So every day is a new day to learn. And that is what I'm doing right now. So I chose to grow a variety called Compulti this year. And it's quite a tall one. It's almost three meters. And the harvesting season for that variety is usually in, in October. So it has been a little bit too rainy, I think, and a little bit too moisty. But overall, I'm very satisfied because, as I said, this is a new farm and so on. So you don't quite really know how the variety will uh, react to the soil and uh, the climate here and so on. So, yeah, we have learned a lot this first year. And overall, I think it's been a good harvest. Yeah, I can imagine, especially at the beginning, it's a bit of a learning curve. Great. So, I mean, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and what you were doing before you started uh, Hooligemp. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm John. As you said, I'm from Sweden, born and raised. I have been working uh, almost my entire grown life within logistics and supply chain management. And I've been working at companies like Husqvarna, they have chainsaws and so on. And the last couple of years I've been working within the DHL, the logistic company, the worldwide logistic company. Oh, yeah. And there I managed the continuous improvement work. So there was quite a lot of... Uh, meetings and traveling all across Sweden and also Europe. I really liked it. I liked the logistic business and I liked the industry as well. So no hard feelings about that. But as year progressed, I was getting older and older. I'm turning 40 now next year. So I started to think more about my situation, what I want, really want, want to do and if I'm doing the right thing and so on. And I'm, of course, I'll be following this new trend with the organics and the people getting more and more greener and uh, want to grow their own veggies and so on. And I came to that point as well because, as I mentioned, there was a lot of traveling and uh, a lot of work. Turned out I just burned out myself. It was a little bit too much for me. So that's really made me stop and start to think over my situation. And I always, I'm a country boy from the beginning. We have lived in the country when I was growing up. So uh, I've always had it in me. And I always like growing my own vegetables like chilies and so on. But uh, yeah, that was an interesting. And I started wondering, what can I do with this? How can I start making money on uh, growing because usually if you start becoming a farmer you need a lot of land and a lot of machines and it's a lot of investments 
and you know just buying a big 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 farm costs a lot of money and i said um and i'm not a big tank farmer like that so i was scanning the market and i was coming over this articles about hemp and cannabis and uh, and start, started to interest me more and more and more because you could actually make a living on selling uh, cbd oils and so on and you don't need that amount of of acres but first you know it was a dream more or less i was like ah i can't do that you know i was a bit afraid to fail but this farm just showed up quite near to where we used to live and and yeah one thing led to another and uh, suddenly we had bought that farm and i had told my boss at the time that i want to do something else and they fully supported me as well so i uh, i got a lot of good support and then i just threw the dice i just went for it a bit bold perhaps or very i might say now now <laughs> in hindsight yeah, yeah 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 and i live here now currently with my family my wife and our little son that's a little bit about my story at the moment it sounds like the countryside was calling you back yeah it did but the last five to seven years i have had such a strong feeling inside you know that i'm not on the right path there is something else i'm missing in my life and that feeling has now you know been satisfied yeah it's satisfied everything feels all right now so it sounds like the pieces are slowly falling into place you know you started looking for a bit of land or the idea has been in your head for a while but it kind of sounds like it's come together a little bit so how did you actually find the land it's a fairy tale because it could be quite difficult to find land here in sweden and it's very popular right now but this farm has been out for a couple of months and we called the persons who were selling it and it turned out that they were very eager or keen on that it would be the right buyers instead of the money because fortunately they have a lot of money so they don't care about the money. They have the farm next door so they were really eager on that we want the right persons to come here. So we called them and we set up a meeting and uh, it turned out that they haven't met the real buyers so far and uh, it turned out that we were those buyers. Oh lovely. Yeah they felt for us and we felt for them and everything turned out really good. Yeah, it sounds like you inherited some good neighbors as well. Yeah, we have we have here and it's it is exciting because in Sweden hemp or cannabis is still uh, considering a drug in the general opinion, I must say. So people are yeah, they are divided but uh, most of them are very interested and so are the neighbors and we have only good vibes so far and that's also good because you never know especially on the Swedish countryside they could be really conservative the people here the farmers. But yeah, so far so good. I think it's safe to say Scandinavia as a whole is still relatively conservative when it comes to cannabis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also have these three keywords with me also on a daily basis. That is in order communication, information and patience every day because mm, it's, a, it's, like a, yeah, it's a question about knowledge as well. Because in Sweden, you can almost not find any information at all when you're Googling, for example, hemp and how to sow and how to harvest, because there is knowledge here, but it's hidden more or less. And it's such a new agriculture, this hemp industry. Especially here in Europe. But yeah, so why did you decide to have hemp as your crop? That's an interesting question. Perhaps it was three years ago I started to read more and more about hemp because I was also one of those uh, not conservatives, but I was like, oh, can you really grow this in Sweden? Because I thought it's more or less the marijuana and so on. But what really dragged me into the business was the CBD oil. That was the main business that I wanted to work with because I tried it all myself and I got really nice results from it. And I was like, I have to share this with the rest of the, if not world, with the Swedes anyway. So that was the main reason that led me into growing hemp. 
to start with. And then the other industrial part came along with it. And that has been a game changer for me as well to read about it because I didn't have the information that you could do so much with the hemp plants as I know today. So that has been a, a real upside as well. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I feel like I'm discovering new things about hemp every single day. And yeah, you must be learning different ways of cultivating hemp as well and different processes and techniques. But I can imagine it will still take a couple of years before you get it right. And I can imagine that will be the case with farming anything, really. It is, and especially hemp, because there is no tools to buy now, especially not in Europe, especially not in Sweden. I mean, US, they have their own harvesting machines for the buds or for the so on. But here, we who are in the front line now to take the lead in the hemp industry in Sweden, we have to invent everything ourselves now, because there is no machines and there's hardly any information to seek, so we have to do it by trial and error. So that's the way to do it right here. And, you, you know, since there is no information about how to grow, you don't know which, as I told you, I grow compulsive. But now I have the information about compulsive. Now I could share it with others. Okay, if you're going to go compulsive in our climate, you have to think about this and that and so on. And this kind of information wasn't available when I started. So we have to write the history right now. We are the history writers. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess being on the front line also comes with its fair share of problems too. Yes. But that also makes it exciting as well. So what does actually a regular day look like, for instance, when you're harvesting? Yeah, now I, I get up really early. I would prefer to start work at six in the morning, but then it's still dark here right now. So I have to wait and do some administrative work and so on. But then as soon as the sun go up, I go out and I am harvesting all my crops now by hand. So it's really old fashioned, but I kind of like it because I like to be out in the nature and breathe the fresh air. So I'm, I'm out there picking my plants one by one and uh, trimming the buds. So I pick all the, the ones that are matured before lunch. And then after lunch, I turn on some nice music and I sit and trim the buds. And then I hang them up in the barn for drying and, and then curing. So that is basically what I'm doing right now. And yeah, they are maturing quite different. So you have one plant and uh, right next to it, like a meter, you have another plant that has some weeks left before it's mature. So it's you know, you have to adapt the, the harvesting methods as well. So, But I'm trying to find my, my way here as well, you know, which plan shall I go for and what end product will I go for and so on. So I'm still, every day is a new day, as I said, you know, I'm learning new stuff every day. And since it's such a multifunctional crop, you, you have to find your own business. What do you want to do? What is going to be my niche? And I'm still finding my ways here. And especially in this time, and we have pretty hard regulations here in Sweden because uh, the CBD is at the moment prohibited here in Sweden. It's not legal to sell extracted CBD. So then I had, okay, to start and rethink because I was actually aiming for uh, the grain business this year. So I actually certified myself as the first certified uh, grain grower here in Sweden for the hemp business. But as it turned out, due to the weather here, as I told you, Earlier, it was quite moist and so on. I had to reduce a lot of my harvest. So it didn't turn out that I wanted it to be. But yeah, so that's the story this year. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's a bit of shame about the weather. But like you said, I guess it's all a learning process, especially at the moment. So what is actually your most popular product? What is it that you sell the most of? Actually, no, here in Sweden, the buds, the premium buds, is the easiest way to sell your hemp here in Sweden right now. I also have a, it's a quite new product for the Swedish market. It's called CBD hash. It's made from the pollen or the trichomes on the premium buds. So those are the two that I sell the most of. Ah, okay, nice. 
And was it hard getting all the right permits and certifications uh, to start growing your hemp? No, it was not. Quite the opposite. I thought so in the beginning because if you read all the information about this on the Ministry of Agriculture, on the website and so on, yeah, it's almost impossible when you read it because you have to consider this, you have to have eight acres of land, you have to have that. So it was, oh, I can never do this because it's too much. A lot of requirements. Yeah, yeah. But then I started to search the internet and ask people and they were, no, 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 no. It's not that difficult, but it's almost like they don't want you to do it because they want to scare you off at the beginning exactly exactly Mm. everyone experienced the same um, feeling as i just told you because i am you know reading those forums and so on on the on on the internet and every swede that want to start with this also it's like oh it's so difficult to start no 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 it's not it's not you just do it so it takes okay you need uh, a little bit of land of course if you don't have that would be very difficult because you need i think it's 0.1 hectare to grow if it's below that you have to have a, a license from the uh, the ministry of pharmaceutical and that is very difficult so you have to have land but if you have a little bit of land everyone can root everyone so you won't get denied okay i was a bit yeah i was surprised because i also imagined that it would be very difficult but i'm surprised and, and they have been really also also very friendly and in- interested and keen on what we are doing because as i told you this is quite new in sweden and but I have, had, uh, I have had a lot of help from them as well. So, yeah, that's good. That's very positive. And also, it's a nice message to give out to any future Swedes that are thinking of growing hemp, that actually it looks maybe a bit scary and overwhelming and that the requirements are huge, but actually it's not such a difficult process. And if anything, they're even there to help. Yes, call them. Just call them because they are the ones I have met, of course, have been very helpful and friendly. I'm happy to hear that. Just go for it then, basically. <laughs> yeah, just go for it. Just go for it. Everything will fall to place. It's not that difficult. It's really not. No. Okay, okay. So what has actually been the most surprising thing you've learned from having your own hemp plantation? I imagine, you know, it's called weed in some ways. So I thought, yeah, you know, weed, I can grow it. I just have to throw the seeds in from my porch here and they will start to grow. But <laughs> Yeah, it's almost embarrassing to say, but that's a a lesson learned because it's so much more into it than that. And that is why I take a course, read about this, because as I learn, I've been to a lot of webinars and so on the last couple of months as well. And and if you look at the the US or the Canadian market, it's like, wow, you mean they have like the, the soil analysis, how much water each plant will need. And it's a science. And everyone says, you need to know this. You need to know your soil. You need to know this before you... Okay, I, I know this now, but, but that's also trial and error. Now I learn the hard way, but that was an eye-opener for me. Don't think you're a farmer just because you bought yourself a farm. You know, you have to learn your crop, you have to learn your soil, you have to, to get the right information because preparation is everything. And that I will take from my last career, so to speak, in logistics. If you do the work, the pre-work, you know, the result will be so much better. So if you've done your preparation, if you've done everything you can, the end product will be such as so yeah just because you have a couple of seeds and a soil it doesn't mean that you will have a good harvest so Mm -hmm. a bit of an urban myth there yeah because they say it's quite an easy plant to grow but i mean you still have to understand the plant yes yes and especially if i want to give any growers an advice know in advance what you want to do with your plant you know because there is different techniques if you want to have the premium buds, if you want to be a grain uh, grower, or if you want to have the stalks, it, it takes different kind of soils as well. And 
Yeah, so have in mind what business or what markets do you want to enter before you start to grow your seeds because it's a game changer if you do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So are you able to do everything by yourself or do you have any full-time or seasonal workers that come in and help you? Ah, I'm all, my, I'm all by myself, Tom. <laughs> One-man team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to, very welcome up here because it's late nights, late nights, early morning and late nights now, I think, because... As I told you as well, I have never trimmed a bud in my whole, whole life before. So every every day I learn a, a new thing about myself and my crop and uh, my farm and, and every everything around me. But yes, I'm alone. And that is also my next tip. It could be good to be two or three. So if you're alone, you have uh, a lot to do, a lot to think about. So... Uh, out there but it's 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 not just a lot of body work because i i do i saw my seeds by hand it was oh my god it was such a tough job uh, in may there when i saw my plants but but yeah i i did it and now i had experience next year and then you can develop some new techniques but i would say 50 percent of my job is like farming job you know with your body like harvesting and sowing and manual so. labor yeah man but and the other 50% is up in your brain because since this is a new business for me and for everyone else and quite new crop, you have to seek new information and, and try to think of what did I do wrong here, what shall I do next and so on. So it's really tiring both for the body and both for your mind, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's rewarding at the end of the day. Yeah, It's rewarding, it's really is. But to be the more the merrier, they say, perhaps not always true, but I think two could be really good because then you can um, share the burden, so to speak. But of course, it's it's quite nice to have those communities around you, those hemp forums and so on on the internet because you can ask people there. But as I said, this is such a new here in Sweden, a new crop. So if you ask a question, you can get 10 different answers. You just have to pick one of them and then try. Perhaps it was the wrong, but then you learn. It's a constant process. I can imagine, like you said, you're working mentally quite a lot as well as physically because you're probably constantly reevaluating what you're doing and how you're doing it and, and how you can improve on it as well. Yeah, day and night. And even once, yeah, day and night, exactly. And at the moment, it's a big learning curve. But even a few years down the line, when you know how everything is done, yeah. you're probably still going to be thinking on how you can improve things or, you know, come up with new processes that will help improve the harvest. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I just have one last question, which I ask all my guests. If you could go back in time, is there anything you would do differently? Mm, yes, a lot. But if I have to pick one, that is get the right preparation, I think. Decide, first of all, what is your end product? What do you want to sell? Because in Sweden, we don't have today a machine that can harvest both the strain, the flowers, the grains. You have to pick one. So first of all, decide which business do you want to do? What end product do you want to have? Then you can easily choose what kind of seeds that are good for that particular business. And then you can prepare your different techniques, how you shall sow your seeds, how you shall watering them and so on. So I think information about your end business is very important because I was like, okay, I choose this crop because it's a lovely crop. It has both CBD levels and it's a good strain crop, but I was a little bit naive. I thought I could use all the plants at the end of the harvest. But if you're a one-man company, it's too much work. You can't do that. No, no, no. So choose one or two end products and uh, and go from there and learn everything. 
that you can because it happens so fast for me since I bought the farm like one year ago and then uh, I put the seeds in May and yeah I, I, I was very unprepared <laughs> no be prepared and know what you're getting into know what you're getting into yeah do you have the right stuff for like processing this end product okay you can do it by hand but it's it's gonna take time do you have that time do you have a barn that you can be at you have uh, all those things so uh, yeah and that is also the the trick here in sweden because it's difficult to get that information so you have to look for other markets and if you look for other markets for example us they have different climates so you can't just copy paste mm-hmm. blind no you can't just copy paste but you can get a, a hum of what you need to do mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly exactly but do the work before do your homework before you get into it do mm-hmm. your homework because the better you can do your homework the better the product you will have so and the the less cost and less failures you will have as well so yeah I mean, it sounds like you said in Sweden, fortunately, it isn't too difficult to get into. The authority and the government is actually on your side. It might look overwhelming at the beginning, but just make sure you know what you're doing, how you're going to do it, and what end product you are also going to have. Yeah, and learn the regulations. That could be good. And then just from personal experience, maybe do a course or two, just so you're slightly more prepared at the beginning as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah, that's obvious, but... I'm quite naive, as I, as I told you, but of course, information is very good at whatever you do. So, And of course, ask, ask other farmers. That's the best thing you can do, especially here in Sweden, because they have grown this crop that you want to grow and they know, they have information. So don't be afraid to ask. No, no, good. So where can our listeners find out more about Huli Hemp and your products? Yeah, just we have a website, www.holyhemp.com, and I have the Instagram, Holy Hemp, and I have Facebook, Holy Hemp, LinkedIn, Holy Hemp, and so on. So just add us, just follow us. Great. Well, thank you, John. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this call with me. It's been a lovely chat. Thank you, Tom. It's been so nice to talk to you and to be a part of your podcast. It's an honor. Great. I'm very glad to hear, and I wish you the best of luck in the future and with uh, hemp farming and your harvesting. That's been a lot. Thank you very much, Tom. Same goes for you. (laughs) Great. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Cheers. So that was John Hedstrom from Sweden as our guest, who I just want to thank again for coming on the show. If you want to find out more about his products and what he's doing with hemp in the beautiful Swedish countryside, then make sure to visit his website at www.hulihemp.com or search for Hulihemp on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Also. Please do remember to subscribe to this podcast if you like what you hear and do check out our website at www.smellslikebusiness.com. I've been your host, Tom. Have a green day, everybody. Business. Smells like business. Smells like business.